This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Well, that was not enthusiastic. Oh, a dimly no. lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Hey, everybody. Kick off a brand new week. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Joseph R. Biden of Delaware. Democratic nominee for president of the United States. Why is he our general manager? Eh, it's because the stupid not-a-convention convention kicks off today. Oh, boy. And then the stupid not-a-convention Republican convention is uh, next week, I'm told. Well, luckily... In a free country, nobody can make me watch it, so I won't. Oh, I can't wait. AOC's going to be speaking. Bernie. Mrs. Obama. I think Bloomberg's scheduled tonight. Oh, wait a minute. You guys knocked yourself out. Let me know how it goes. You're going to take a pass on Bloomberg. Come on. (laughs) That dynamism. Let me know how it goes. Um, I have a plan for reviving the economy. Why is everybody booing me? So, Why will no one vote for me? I was just uh, noticing as I was uh, coming in the building with my mask on, smelling my own awful breath oh. of a story I heard about over the weekend that I was going to do some more digging into to figure out whether or not that's uh, how accurate that is. The idea that they're seeing uh, a real increase in various respiratory illnesses from people wearing masks all the time, we're not expelling stuff. We're taking it all in, back in constantly. Mm. We're designed to expel things. Sure. It's the way we're made. Yes. And we're not. We're, we're keeping them in our mask and breathing them back in. You know, I heard one. Uh, I've only heard that from one guy citing some Alterna website. Yeah, so I was going to dig into whether, because I didn't know if that was, uh, you know, made up or that not. That was won't wear a mask rebel at the car dealer a couple of weeks ago that I was talking about. Uh-huh. He's the only guy I've heard talking about it. Yeah, I need to, I need to do some Googling on that. And also, uh, the dentist seeing people who are having, it's the bacteria, breath, teeth thing from breathing in your mask. I don't know. Mm. Does any of this sound real or like mm. it's all sound like BS to you? Uh, well, uh, I, I'd like to. I'd like to hear somebody who's not alternahealthnews.com tell me this. Yeah, I think you want might... somebody like Doctor Oz <laughs> or Doctor Phil. Well played, sir. <laughs> Similarly to how remember there were studies of oh the, the the virus can live for up to fourteen weeks on a steel surface, and yeah, the crew, yeah, right? Yeah, like right. They, under certain conditions <clears throat> in very specific scenarios, I think there might be something that you can point to as being true from that. Yeah, but well, I think in in practice, there, I, there's ways to work around. And I certainly doubt that it would ever reach the point that you'd be better off without a mask than with a mask. But uh, it certainly does make sense to me that we are, you know, we take things in through our nose, they get filtered out, then our lungs do some filtering, and then we expel them out of our mouths. Yes. And now we're not expelling it out of our mouth, we're breathing it back in again. Um, that there could be something that's not good there, but what are you going to do about it? Well, that, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. No. That Well, that assumes that the mask isn't absorbing it and or trapping it or it's going out, you know, the sides or whatever, mm. what you need to get rid of. I don't oh. like smelling my own breath. I'll tell hey, you what kind of mask were you wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing this kind the company has provided us. Yeah, that that is the only mask I have ever noticed that phenomenon. 
of the breath just smells bad. Oh, really? I have multiple masks of multiple designs. And uh, that was I happened to be wearing that sort of mask in the car dealer. And it was awful. Yeah. And then I, I switched to a cloth mask and did, did, did all the things. And I was like, oh, no, really? that's not me. That's the, that mask. It gets uh, uh, this they're mask made is in, cool. in communist China, by the way. And it gets a little moist or whatever. It just stinks. And th- those blue ones should be rotated regularly. They're not intended for weeks-long usage. Hmm. Um, I'm bad at that. Um, we had a package of masks yesterday. My son and I opened up a pack as we headed out uh, to, to go to a, a variety of stops. And they were cheap Chinese masks, and every one of them snapped before you could get them on your ear. <laughs> the little string snapped off. Mm. Every single one of them. We went through a package of 50 in one afternoon. No, really? Oh, come yeah. on, China. Wow. These come were, on, China. These were really defective, oh, like yeah. not usable. You know, Chairman Xi's got to stop by the prisons and talk to the slave labor. I mean, that, that poor quality like that is going to give him a bad name. Put another drop of glue on the ends. Right. One more drop of glue. Listen, maybe add like a second meal to the slave laborer's day, and maybe they'll make better masks, Chairman Xi. Put one more drop of glue on, and I'll stop shaving you and sending the hair to the United States. Ugh. That's a dark thing. That is a little dark. Yeah. Somebody turn on the lights. Anywho. Okay, so these masks are stinkier than other masks. Well, yeah, stop 100%. Gotcha. Yeah, I was shocked. I thought, I've got a terrible, terrible problem. My <laughs> teeth are rotting out. My gums are, are melting like candle wax. I can <laughs> smell it. That's what it smells. Aggressive scent. Right. When I put this mask on, it smells like I'm a, like an 1800s pr- prospector. <laughs> all his teeth just rotting out of his head, and I'm you know chewing tobacco, and they're kind of black. Or as a buddy of mine once said, as we were getting off the 18th hole of a golf course, I smell like a pirate. <laughs> Teeth like baked beans. Exactly. Like you've been out to sea for years. <laughs> Yar. Let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, uh, P&Ls, uh, P&Bs, and uh, what now? pulling levers, oh. pressing buttons. <laughs> okay. These are the go-go 21st century. Yeah, very no clever, Jack. I have time for all the for... words. Yeah, everything's got to be an acronym or something. Sure. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. I'm excited about the Democratic uh, convention being online. <laughs> I really am because I want somebody to hack hack into it so that when Biden's speaking, Pac-Man goes across the screen or something like that as he's talking. You know, I like uh, I don't mind Amy Klobuchar. I think she's a nice enough lady. She's about as exciting as I don't know a slice of white bread. But uh, she was on the the news. She's uh, she's one of Biden's surrogates because Biden can't actually speak himself. Um, and, and she was out, uh, she was asked by the, the liberal journalist, uh, what do you think of this virtual convention and, uh, what the viewers will make of it? And she said, well, I think it's great that, you know, a lot of people who couldn't be there, well, this way they can be at home and see it on their, their computer or whatever. And I was like, well, you've been able to watch it on TV for 70 years. I mean, what are you talking about? So <clears throat> the convention, which there was no reason to have for the last 50 years, <laughs> yeah. uh, is now not even happening. And they're going to go through the motions of like a, 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 a shadow theater version of something that doesn't need to happen anyway. So, Well, anybody who watches it, can I buy your time? Can I buy some of your time and use it for good things? Did you not hear me? Bloomberg is speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Rahm Emanuel, who was the chief of staff for uh, Obama, he said yesterday, maybe this will finally kill them. Because every year we've been saying, why do we do this? Maybe this will finally kill them. Of course, nobody remember, nobody's making you watch it. Mm. So I'm going to take the lead by not watching any of it. I got to watch AOC, man. She's going to bring some crazy crap to the party. Right. 
Yeah. I will watch Biden on Thursday, but I think that's the only thing I'm going to take in. Uh, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Had a, uh, a fantastic weekend of, uh, of, you know, just me and myself and Chateau Relaxo, just doing whatever I wanted. But I, I, I came to a very uh, interesting realization that I am never closer to the emergency room in my life than when I am attempting to slice a bagel. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the, the amount of sweat that gets on the back of my hands, I'm like, okay, wait, do I pinch it long ways around the, no, I can't do it underneath yeah. wide ways on the, hmm, how do I grip the bagel so the knife doesn't just sever my thumb? And, uh, <laughs> is, I, I, I ate many bagels this weekend. They're delicious. And I, I, I avoided the emergency room. So overall a success, but I think that's something of a sign well lived of that. That's as close as I get to it. There, this must have been prior to your tenure with the show, Sean. I was legendary for not being able to slice a bagel. And, uh, my buddy Matt's, uh, grandmother, God rest her soul, actually gave me a bagel slicer. A knife? She yeah. gave you a knife? No, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's actually, it's somewhat reminiscent of a guillotine. It's a, it's a little box that's just right sized for a bagel. And then you have a, a wire, as I recall, like with a couple of handles. That you use to slice it. It's like a guillotine. I yeah. gotta look into this. This yeah, sounds awesome. It's supposed to be a great investment in terms of not cutting your thumbs off. I'm I'm for that. <laughs> you can only make that mistake twice. <laughs> <laughs> you know who doesn't have a bacon a bagel slicer? This guy. <laughs> Just pointing my little nubs at my chest. <laughs> um I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On Monday, August seventeenth, year twenty twenty, we are Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. Here we go then, officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Let's get started at Mark. So no, I, I think that we're doing very well. We're on our way and we're also opening up our economy and our economy is going to set records and if uh stupid people aren't elected next year, we're gonna have one of the greatest years that we've ever had. There you go. Stop electing stupid people. I'm all for that. Um, How much time did various news organizations spend on Friday's bombshell of a guilty plea by the FBI agent who had doctored documents so they could spy on an incoming president? How much news coverage did they get? You will not be shocked when you find out. <laughs> so stay tuned for that, among other things. Compared to, and I'm only mentioning it to mock, although I do have some information on it. Compared to the the fake Trump reversy of the day, the week, the whole post office thing. Mm. Oh, man, is that made out of nothing. Oy vey. How does the bag of mail look? Oh, it's very nice for a Monday, frankly. It's uh, surprisingly strong. Great right? yeah, freedom-loving yeah. quote of the day. While we still have the post office, it is. Yeah, exactly. Huh. In a level of cleverness, I wish uh, the hosts shared. Mailbag will go away when the post office is closed down by Trump and his, his stormtroopers. That's right, yeah, because he's going to stay in office. I heard that. <laughs> We're talking about that on MSNBC. <laughs> yeah. anyway. What if he becomes a dictator? Well, uh... <laughs> We'll catch you up on a whole bunch of different things. I hope you can stay here. Hey, our text line, if you want to catch us up on what you were doing or you're doing or what's going on with you, text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So my wife was on a long drive with our youngest son to take him to a new doctor they're going to today and uh, got caught in traffic, didn't know what was going on, came up upon a wreck in which there were 
Now, this is gruesome, oh, ladies boy. and gentlemen. Brace yourselves. Body parts spread across the oh, freeway. Oh, boy. She had to distract Henry so he wouldn't look the direction and oh, see Oh, golly. But uh, she oh. said she drove very carefully after that. And I would say to you, if you're listening right now, it's very easy to forget. I do it every single day that you're hurling down the freeway at 80 miles an hour a couple of feet from the car next to you and behind you in front of you. Yeah, I know. But every once in a while, things go wrong, and it's, uh, you know, the consequences are serious. I don't want it anymore. I don't want to drive anymore. You're going to stop driving at your age? Yes. That's a little young. But... Well, I don't know. I'm doing everyone a favor, huh? <laughs> I'm still in my passing cars years. Yeah, exactly. You know, so uh, you're right. It's really a gift to society. Mailbag. Ladies, speaking Woo. of gift. Uh, let's see. It's, uh, I think uh, we'll call him Frank. Says, I'm a relatively new listener, only a couple of years in Salt Lake City. Thanks, Frank. Uh, well, thank you for listening. A couple of years, we'll take it. We seem to do well in Salt Lake City. Yes, indeed. I love Salt Lake City. Beautiful, beautiful place. This was posted as comment to a video showing actual physical violence being done by Antifa thugs. And the freedom-loving quote of the day is from the fabulous Thomas Sowell. Have we reached the ultimate stage of absurdity where some people are held responsible for things that happened before they were born, while other people are not held responsible for what they themselves are doing today? Oh, now, that's pretty good. Nails it as always. That is uh, pretty disturbing and pretty accurate. It is. It's well said. Oh, I'm reminded... Um, the email we got from the African-American genealogist about what she's seen and learned about race and how she, she has, uh, you know, analyzed white people who have multiple slaves in their background and black people who have none and uh, people who think they're uh, African-American and they turn out to be mostly European and vice versa. Uh, that It's a wonderful email, beautifully written. It's about racism and discrimination and her experience. And it's posted at armstrongandgetty.com, and people are uh, zapping it around a lot and all, so good for y'all. Uh, Brett from San Diego, talking about the woke mathematicians we were talking uh, about last week. The crazy-ass professor lady from the University of Illinois says, two plus two is not four, that's white oppression. <laughs> Uh, I love this from Brett. The woke mathematicians you featured last week should be compelled to test their preposterous hypotheses. They can apply their woke mathematics to design and fabrication of a flying machine. Let's call it the woke copter. After they've finished it, they can all clamber aboard and fly it off the nearest cliff. (laughs) Oh, boy. Brett, that is funny. Uh, On a, a somewhat similar topic, the term Latinx. It's Jashan, always dependable for some, some clear-headed thinking, longtime correspondent. Shouldn't the Spanish language be canceled? Any Latinx who speaks Spanish is speaking the language of their oppressors. They only speak Spanish because Central and South America was conquered by Spaniards. So all Latinx should return to the native languages of Central and South America. Why do they continue to speak such an oppressive language? I've always wondered about that question. one. Spain gets a pass for their, their colonial doings in Mexico for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. And like and you know, things being named with Spanish names and speaking Spanish in the United States is so revered and protected in ways that drive me crazy. Right. Why? Yeah, I know. Spain of all countries. I mean, it's 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 nice. Nice food and drink. They got some nice dancing over there. The flamenco music is entertaining. But in terms of like international significance, Spain, are you kidding me? 
from Saturday's march in Chicago. More lawlessness, looting, demonstrating the rest of it. Big sign right up front on the march. Loot it all back. Loot it all back. Advocating lawlessness. We haven't played the clip from, was it Seattle, where they're talking oh. about uh, the housing and everything? We'll have to get to that later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, BLM protester uh, leading a march through white neighborhoods, screaming that the white people need to give up their houses. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Rob is Fagafy, friend of Armstrong and Getty over 15 years. Thanks, Rob. Guys, I took a drive through Virginia, Maryland, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Indiana, and back again. I kept a lookout for any Biden bumper stickers. Not a one. Nor billboards. Plenty of Trump stickers, billboards in Indiana, Ohio. Most saying support the police, support Trump, and variations thereof. Uh, thanks for keeping me company on my 20 hours of driving. It's well, uh, our pleasure, Rob. There's some more polling out this weekend we'll hit you with that speaks to the enthusiasm gap. I mean, Biden's way ahead, and he very may well get elected, but it is not with any enthusiasm whatsoever. <laughs> Picking up a phone and answering a poll question is a lot easier than showing up to vote or mailing in a ballot. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Happening today, President Trump supporters are planning to hold a boat parade off of Pier 60 in Clearwater Beach. The co-owner of the Trump-themed Conservative Grounds Coffee Shop in Largo says his group has been working for months on making this not only the biggest Trump flotilla of the year, but the biggest flotilla ever. Well, in order to break the Guinness Book of World Records that was held by Malaysia of 1,180 boats, we anticipate we're going to have in excess of 1,500. We've already got at least 1,400 that have registered and paid to be a part of this world record-breaking event. So that speaks a little to the enthusiasm of Trump voters that you can put together these big boat parades. I don't know if you've seen the ones they have in San Diego. and You missed the uh, the giant Biden flotilla? Yeah, and that, uh, so I want to talk a little bit about the enthusiasm thing. So there's a couple did, of Did you catch up. the clever conservative-leaning coffee shop name in there? No, missed it. Conservative Grounds. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Interesting. Um, now our coffee is polarized. <laughs> well, Starbucks, they're liberals. So Look, they got a, a, a naked woman on their logo. It's just <laughs> pornographic. ABC is Put out. on a shirt, you harlot. Yes. Wow. ABC is out today with Biden up by 10 nationally among likely voters. Wall Street Journal NBC has Biden up by 9 nationally with only 78 days to go until we start waiting two or three weeks to find out who the winner was. Because there's no chance we're going to know. On election day, or probably for weeks. Wow, um, that'll be enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, that won't be that won't be ugly at all. No, that won't be ugly at all. <laughs> Especially if you end up with a scenario where, uh, because polls show that this is the case, way more people vote in person who uh, who are, are Republicans. So Trump at the end of the night clearly is the winner if you only counted those votes. And then you wait a couple of weeks, they count all the ballots that were mail-in, and mm-hmm. Biden's the winner. Now, that could factually be the case. Very sure. easily. Because polls so show that like 80% of Democrats are going to vote by mail. 
And like 80% of Republicans are going to show up on voting day for whatever reason. Um, but th- so that could happen. I mean, if the polls hold the way they are, oh Trump will easily be the winner on election night. And but when you count all the ballots, Biden will win. And so you'll be able to claim or people will be able to claim that. I can't even brace myself for I know. the onslaught I know. of ridiculous, insidious, dishonest. I don't want any of this. Yeah, I know. Nobody does. 2020 must go. One <laughs> one star. Cannot recommend. <laughs> but anyway, on enthusiasm, it's not even danged close. So this this is um, looking into the Wall Street Journal NBC poll, the, the news behind the news. So Biden is uh, way ahead nationally, as I mentioned. But if you ask people to rate their feelings for each candidate, 30% of those polled felt very positive toward Trump, where Biden it is close to half of that at 18%, and it has been dropping for some time. Oh, I thought you meant close to half. No, it's close to half of 30%. Yeah. 18 Oh, my. Half of the support that is very positive toward Biden oh, as opposed to Trump. Boy. Um, even though Biden's got you know a higher number to work with to start with. Yeah, well, uh, I'll have to ask uh, my daughter, who's into voting patterns and data analysis and that sort of thing. There has to be a, a multiplier. You have to multiply poll results times enthusiasm to get to the real number of what you can ant- anticipate happening on Election Day or Election Month. Right. Um, and 18% is pathetic. And on the question how they would feel if Trump or Biden were elected president in November, 27% of those polled said they'd feel optimistic and confident that Trump would do a good job, while only 19% feel the same way about Biden. Wow. So it is, well, well, you made it clear the other day, 56% of Biden supporters say, yeah, it's because he's not Trump. Yeah, it's, th- these numbers just back up the fact that it's I'm I'm not voting for Joe Biden. I don't give a crap about Joe Biden. I just don't want Donald Trump to be president anymore. That's what a big chunk of America is. Oh, this is such an interesting moment in history. What a wild experiment. Now, I did see a poll also. It was Rasmussen, which tends to lean right, but it was uh, 55%. It was over half of Americans don't think Biden will finish his first term. Right. Right. So Biden could easily win with no enthusiasm uh, and the majority of people thinking he's not even going to make it four years, it, which might speak to how you know polarizing Trump is. But yes, well, I think it absolutely does. And the Democrats are going to make this clear during their fake convention. Um, it's purely a referendum on Trump. They want that focus squarely there and nowhere else but there. And And Trump and his people should work on making it not that as he does lead. The only thing he really leads on regularly, he's still up 10 points on the economy in the Wall Street Journal poll. Wow. Um, so if he could make it about the economy. You know, one one thing about the enthusiasm, if it was a regular election where most people vote in person, I would think the enthusiasm thing could swing the election. Um, You know, for Trump. But, mm. if, but with all these mail-in ballots, you only need to get enthused for like five minutes, right? So yeah. if you're a Trump hater... It just You just need to catch one of those afternoons where Trump says something about your particular issue that makes you so mad. Where's that ballot again? Dang it, I'm sending it in. You only, you only got to get him worked up for like five minutes. Folks, that's some good analysis right there. Hey, what what's the expression for half-assing something, not working very hard at it because you don't really care? We've used it ourselves. Mailing it in. Oh, right. Yeah. 
Wow. So my enthusiasm multiplier equation, which I was so proud of, is really... (laughs) It was really good, John. Thank you, Sean. It's some of my best work. (laughs) I'll be reviewing Titanic next uh, because it's so completely out of date. You're right. It takes so little enthusiasm. All you have to do is mail it in. Because I was going to use the example of a party. I mean, how many people say, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll show up to that, sure. But you're not really excited about it. That night comes, you're not going. Please, let's be serious. But if all you have to do is like send an email, hey, great party, <laughs> and get credit for attending, a lot more people are going to show up at the party. Yeah, wow. pe- people only need to get enthused for a little bit. At some long point. enough to scratch out a ballot, sign it, but you got to sign. You have to. There are like three directions you have to follow, which is why somewhere between ten and thirty percent of these things get tossed out regularly, which will be millions of ballots. That may have been the revelation of the day. Uh, whenever that was Thursday, Friday, we were talking about that. I ran into a number of people in real life who who were very surprised by that number. Not shocked when they thought about it because it makes sense, but. Um. Yeah that that will add to the chaos, confusion, conspiracy theories, etc. Oh, if it's close, it's, God it help turns us. out. That, oh yeah, yeah. Trump wins Wisconsin by fourteen people, and they threw out twenty seven thousand ballots. I mean, <laughs> right. it's just. Oh, I don't. I, I might just disappear, <laughs> folks. If around the middle of November, I, Joe Getty, am no longer on the show, I'm fine. I really am fine. Thank you so much for listening all these years. I've vanished into the woods. <laughs> I'm going to learn to whittle or, or make crafts out of pine cones or something like that. And I'm going to let you all sort it out. I don't know if I can take it. Um, oh, there's some good uh, violence in Chicago on the news. Unbelievable. Did you see in Portland all the 911 calls that were going unanswered over the weekend because the police are so busy with the rioting and whatnot? Yes. Oh, that's terrible. Look at MSNBC saying, police tear-gassed demonstrators, some as young as 17. I have a great email, an article on the organized looting going on in Chicago. People are renting U-Haul trucks, okay? Awesome. I want to hear about that. Yeah, we we should hit on the various protests over the weekend. This other thing I mentioned, so this story came out on Friday. We predicted, and it doesn't, you don't have to be much smarter than a hamster to have predicted this, but hey, that, we'll take the wins where we can find them. <laughs> the, the media would not cover this much, but man, oh man, we undershot the mark. So the news broke on Friday that this FBI agent was going to plead guilty. He's the guy who actually faked up some documents. I mean, he changed emails to hide the fact. Uh,. That well, Carter Page had an ongoing relationship yeah. with the CIA. I want to be as broad and uncomplicated as possible. Okay. But anyway, they, they phonied up information. He's pleading guilty to it so that they could spy on the Trump campaign. Yeah. I mean, and it's you just a fake FISA warrant. I keep saying this. Jonathan Turley calls it the scandal of the decade, if not the century. Um, but nobody's paying any attention to it. How much? So after how many hours did Rachel Maddow have on a shifty shift? Oh. Talking about stuff that turned out to be completely not true. Not just, like, spun, but just made up. Right, fictional. Or Michael Avenatti, or all these different people with their crap. Creepy porn lawyer. But something that actually happened, the rarity of an FBI agent pleading guilty to falsifying information to spy on a private citizen. Rachel Maddow gave that zero seconds on Friday night. Mm, Surprising. CNN tonight, their number one show, zero seconds on Friday night. The NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt, zero seconds on Friday night. Wow. The CBS Evening News did give it 
22 seconds. And ABC World News tonight gave it 26 seconds. Wow. So to their credit, they mentioned it in passing. But after the drumbeat of the whole Russia investigation, when it comes down to the FBI, clearly now admits that they created this on their own. Sorry, I ain't got time for that story. I must have media Stockholm syndrome. I find myself just grateful that CBS and ABC devoted less than 30 seconds, but at least mentioned it. I feel like my abductors who've been beating me gave me a sip of water, and I'm just so grateful. At least they're doing that. They had that somebody, gives me a little hope. They had somebody with clout in the newsroom who said, we got to at least mention it. Yeah. Because we'll get killed if we don't even mention it. Whoever you are, sir or madam, we salute you. That is not worthy. You'll, they'll probably be fired by noon. That is not worthy of a second of coverage on NBC Evening News. Right. How freaking crazy are these times? Major, enormous civil rights violation. And the the left's constantly talking about civil rights or their bizarre version of them. That's wild. Yeah, it is. These these are strange times. I'd like to go through and see what they did cover for 30 minutes. Oh, please. 15 minutes of post office. Well, as Trey Gowdy said, there have now been more FBI agents indicted than Trump family members. And that's not what we were promised at the beginning. Wow. That's, that's pretty good. good. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have another great example of uh, media imbalance a little bit later. That's not surprising. It happens all the time. Oh, man. Where do we go from here? I don't know. We could check in on the various protests around. We could uh, check in on this restaurant that apologizes for weighing customers before they dine, <laughs> which is a good story. <laughs> Is it compulsory? <laughs> Wait a minute. The man who has created 100 pointless inventions, but because of the internet, you know, you can make them work. It's pretty funny. Speaking of weight, why do I weigh like seven, eight pounds more at the doctor's office? What's going on there? Do they have more gravity there? It's like it's yeah. the, all your clothes, right? I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you're wearing shoes. And- yeah, but come on. I'm, I'm working hard on my weight. I got it right. I got it down to a weight I can live with, and all of a sudden, five and a half extra pounds. But it is true. Their idea of what I weigh and my idea of what I weigh is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I wear my big lead Frankenstein shoes to the sure. doctor's office. I carry eight cell phones. <laughs> I like to keep a dumbbell with me because I'm waiting in line so I can work on my, my traps or what do you call it? Triceps. That's what I do. Yeah, I've got a really funny joke, but it's really gross. So I think I'll leave it out. You, you can thank me later. It's so, funny, though. All those things we mentioned are coming up, and our text line is 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yesterday, Death Valley, California, they think it was the hottest it's ever been on planet Earth. Now, you you can't count when the planet was uh, molten lava, right? That doesn't count. It was very warm. It had to be hotter then. Yes. So they must mean, like, since people been ooching around? or Yeah, yeah. Although, you know, geologically speaking, it's kind of interesting to know what happened in the day of the dinosaurs. World, the earth cools and warms and cools and warms. World record heat yesterday in Death Valley, California, 130 degrees. It was once that hot way back early last century, but looking at patterns and various things, they, they don't think that that was accurate. And it's not hard to imagine. Oh, is that right? Because yeah. I grew up here in 132 someplace yeah. in, our, in Libya or... 
Iraq. Yeah, I can't so remember. Those have been discounted. So they okay. think hmm. they think that this is the world record yesterday <laughs> in Death Valley, California, one thirty. Yeah, it was darn near that. That's hot, hot. in my backyard. It's <laughs> pretty yeah. warm right there. Yeah, buck thirty. One thirty. Yeah. Oh boy. Holy crap. It was 112 where I was. I saw guys out playing golf. That's the hottest I'd, uh, temperatures I'd ever played golf in. I think I was 26 years old. I walked off the 18th green. I thought I was dying. Seriously, I thought, oh, my God, I'm, I'm not, I do not feel good. There's something wrong here. Uh, but I salute ye. Yeah, we went to the lake. It was a buck seven, and uh, I was walking from the parking lot down to the water, and it was a long walk because the lake is so low, mm-hmm. carrying these kayaks. I made oh, four boy. trips from my uh, SUV down to the lake and back. Oh, boy. And I- I was getting woozy. Oh, boy. <laughs> you and the boy tossed a line out into the water, caught some poached trout. It was hot. Boiled bass. It was hot, is my point. Yes. Clearly. Got uh, an email. This is a little politics for you, but it was so good. I had oh, to throw Oh, next it hour, in. by the way, we're going to touch on the various cities around where they had all kinds of rioting, protests, and all that sort of stuff. Catch up on Portland, Seattle, Chicago. That sort of thing. Combined with a story about populations fleeing America's cities. Mm. And it's not just the vid, although the vid has something to do with it. And we're not prone to making bold, dramatic-sounding pronouncements around here, because usually people who do that end up looking stupid about a year later, Um, if it even takes that long. Um, But I do think we are at an inflection point uh, in the history of America's cities, a serious inflection point. Um, I'm not sure I would be buying urban real estate right now, but we can talk about that next hour. Uh, I love this email from uh, Jess, who makes a number of points, but I don't know. Are you following the latest Trump reverse? It's, it's about he's going to defund the post office and the rest of it. It's He's not. It's not. The post office is going to continue bleeding money. Obama criticized it bitterly and rearranged the budget, too. It's just, it's so phony. Um, But Nancy Pelosi is allegedly calling Congress back into session Saturday, I think. They're on their August break um, to deal with this critical post office situation. August break, because everybody gets a break in August, right? How was your August break? Several weeks long. Oh, yeah. I've really been enjoying mine. Uh, But uh, Jess makes the point, amazing that... (laughs) Wait a minute. Did you semi-intentionally misspell Nancy Pelosi's first name to look a little bit like Nazi, Jess? What? Is that what you just did? I hadn't noticed that in first reading. Anyway, amazing that Nancy Pelosi calls back Congress for the post office complications, but not for the financial aid package thing? The giant multi-trillion dollar help out Main Street thing? Not important enough, but this post office fakery is. It's possible our politics can get dumber from here and more phony, but it's it's more like a theoretical possibility. It's hard it's hard to picture, but I suppose it's possible. Oh, and then one more point he makes. Just saw he mentions his local uh, news station blurb on the surprise of smaller numbers of homeless victims of COVID nineteen. As I've been asking since month number one, where are all the stacks of homeless victims' bodies? Like the 1918 influenza. Um, I have not seen any masks on any of the shelter deficient in my county or at home. I guess he works there. 
If I did, they must have been standing next to Biden 2020 lawn signs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I have heard virtually nothing nope. about the unhomed uh, falling prey to the uh, the vid. I saw this headline yesterday about the COVID. Doctors on COVID-19 front lines rush to treat the ill, but without knowing what really works. They still don't really know what the best thing to do is. Oh, boy. Experts are without, for the most part, the most fundamental tool in medicine, solid evidence upon which to base their decisions. That's interesting. I know. I saw an update on the um, uh, symptoms to look for last week. We're Mm -hmm. still updating that? That's amazing. Well, and it's possible we're going to find out that because of genetic predisposition or whatever, that the, the microbe, the virus, causes three different conditions. And if you've got conditions one and three... Uh, the medicine that they thought worked was that was mostly addressing condition number two, and it's not going to work for you at all. I mean, the, the thing's more complicated than it seems. The number of symptoms and the weirdness of the symptoms uh, are are so odd. Y'all have to talk. I was at a couple of stores yesterday, and their 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 tale to me about their their particular economic situation. Man, it's troubling for the economy at large. Oof. Yeah, yeah. We have an update, I think, on whether once you get it, you have immunity to it and for how long. Okay. Um, another question mark, but some info. Armstrong and Getty.